0: And hello and welcome to Die Hard on a podcast, which hello. uh this is episode twenty-nine.
1: Twenty twenty eight. Twenty eight. Episode twenty eight. Yeah, I been... was
0: close. I was close.
1: It's been like a fucking month, so yeah. It's, <clears throat> yeah, been it's fun.
0: been a freaking month because of prior obligations and us being on two different coasts and not having our shit together. <laughs>
1: We only really get like one day to do this, so sometimes it just doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's harder than others and this last month has been kind of busy on the Mondays that we usually do it. So today we're doing it on a Sunday, because um, mm-hmm. I have the rare opportunity where we're both actually free on a Sunday. Um yeah, and we're people. doing commando, but but Trevor mm-hmm. brought up an interesting point which was Kevin Spacey.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: And poor Kevin Spacey. It's, he's a he's a molester.
1: He's he's a dirtbag. He's a
0: dirtbag dirt molester. Now here's my thing: is is I am a freaking lifelong Woody Allen fan, so <laughs> yes. it's kind of like it's kind of like look, man, I've accepted that these brilliant artists are like in real life shitty, horrible, god awful people who probably should be shot. Um, <laughs> but you know, like I've accepted that. Like I I like Roman Polanski's movies. Do I freaking approve of him sleeping with a 13 year old girl? Absolutely not. That's vile. <laughs> no. But I do like his movies, you know, um, and it's kind of the same way with Kevin Spacey. Like, I, you know, you can't be that brilliant and just like not suck ass in your personal life. It just seems like
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> it does sound terrible. And then the whole like Louis C.K. thing I'd been hearing and uh, reading rumors about that for probably four years.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing that like a few months back and like nothing ever came of it and people were still talking like he was he was he was awesome. I was like, wait, but didn't he just show his dick to, like, two ladies? And then yeah. eventually, like, finally. Like,
0: like wasn't he.
1: Is- guilt- and why is that, like,. Why is that the biggest like the thing that everybody wants to do like i don't want to show my dick to anybody let alone yeah. somebody i want to, i want yeah. to impress
0: like yeah. even if even if i like want to sleep with the girl i want it to be like in the dark yes you I don't know? And, like, that's my, like, my
1: best attribute like, yeah I don't,
0: like, <laughs> yeah like um... i mean and especially when it's like you're louis ck you're like one of the yes. funniest men on the planet like do you really want to screw that up by like like whacking it in front of somebody
1: And and it's always like the grossest dude. It's always like, why do I want to see Harvey Weinstein take a shower? No, thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, mean, and here's the thing. (laughs) You know, you can't afford horror. You really can't. I mean, and now, granted, I'm down. I'm not super down with prostitution because I know it's basically just legalized slavery and it's horrible what they do to those women but I mean at least at least they're not gonna freaking be calling variety and being like hey Louis CK was trying to jerk off on my tits I, just, yeah, I, just,
1: don't, I just don't understand like how, like what kind of power trip these guys are on. It's just like yeah I'm gonna whip out my dick and I'm a disgusting person but you know what when they see my dick it's gonna be like
0: oh oh yeah, they're gonna love it you know
1: and my, <laughs> my fucking, my fucking, and most of the time I feel like I'm pretty sure it's like fucking limp. Was yeah. even, like, even like less appealing, yeah.
0: Like, like, he just got out of the. I mean, I cannot imagine Harvey Weinstein's dick is like, I mean, I can imagine, I could see where that'd be traumatizing, you know. <laughs> yes,
1: just Harvey Weinstein, like, like, in a robe,
0: yeah. Like, like... I, okay, like, 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 picture Harvey Keitel in Bad Lieutenant, but like 10 times worse,
1: <laughs> but like out of shape, I guess,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like out of shape.
1: Um, and because Keitel like, in Bad Lieutenant, he's like. He's still like fit, but he still has an odd odd,
0: shape to him. Yeah, like the weird things dangling and stuff. (laughs) And it was messed up. Like I remember that scene, I'm like, oh my god. And you know what? If I think about it, I bet you Harvey Harvey Weinstein produced that movie, so he should know (laughs) how freaking traumatizing that is. I don't
1: know if he did produce that one. I'm not sure who did that one. Yeah, I don't know if that
0: was a Miramax film or not. To be honest, I mean, I know it was definitely an indie film. It wasn't slated for a wide release. That's why I was just guessing, like, hey, maybe Miramax did it, though Harvey. Yeah,
1: because it was back in the the heyday, so it might have been.
0: Yeah, like back when, yeah, back whenever Miramax was super hot property. Um, Oh man, so here. You know, and apparently that's been an open joke in Hollywood. Like, I mean, on Reddit they've been linking, you know, all these people who have been making jokes about it. Like, hey. You know, Family Guy made fun of the Harvey Weinstein in two thousand seven for being creepy, you know. And <clears throat> just like I guess it's just that's just been a thing.
1: Yeah, like that's, that's a sad part too. Like a lot of people have come out and be like, Yeah, I kinda like Tarantino and those guys are like, Yeah, I kinda knew what was going on and I didn't do anything about it, which is kinda disappointing as well to hear.
0: Right. Now and I mean I've heard stuff about Tarantino too, that he's kinda creepy towards his actresses.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if I've ever heard anything like that. I know he's got, like, a big foot thing, but I don't think he ever, like...
0: Like, ever, like, done. like forced an actress, like, hey, if you want to be in my movie, you have to let me play with your feet. Like, I've, I, you're right, I've never heard of that. Like, I but I have heard that he's kind of a weird pervert, you know?
1: Yeah, he's probably, he probably just has, like, a weird fetish, which is, as as far as I'm concerned, that's, like like, nice and clean. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: like, no big deal, you know? I mean, as long <laughs> as everybody's a consenting adult, like, yes. I'm totally cool with it. You can do what you want, I don't care, you know? Um, I'm sure there's
1: so, sure those shots of, like, toes close-ups are not, like, on some sort of, like, spank reel of his. I'm sure they, they sit somewhere.
0: Right. <laughs> and then, like, the Charlie Sheen thing, I have a, I, I have real trouble believing that. You know? Oh, that he
1: uh, raped Corey Haim? Corey, yeah, but... that he
0: raped Corey Haim. Like, you're trying to tell me that 19-year-old Charlie Sheen is having trouble getting laid, so he's got to go and rape Corey Haim.
1: And, man, that's doing Lucas? During
0: Lucas. During Lucas.
1: It's a great movie, and it's like I like super like sweet movie. I I, I like, loved so that cool. movie as
0: a kid. I remember seeing it, and it was touching, yeah. and it gave me hope for being the weird kid. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, and then now we find out it's got all this nastiness attached to it. Um, but you know, like that's one of those things that, the whole like you know freaking an actor alleges that Corey Haim told him that 20 years ago, and then Corey Feldman says. Well, yeah, Corey Haim told me that too, and I can confirm that he did sell that story, but, you know, Corey Haim said a lot of things, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, he was like, I mean, I, I don't doubt that he was molested by many people, I'm sure, him and Corey Feldman, but...
0: Yeah. And, like, I, and yeah, I I'm not trying to diminish that either, but it's one of those things that, you know, Corey Haim, especially, like, right before he died, he was a freaking drug-addicted mess, you yeah. know? And, um... I'm not saying that
1: Charlie Sheen is not a piece of shit. I'm just not sure if he's that big of a piece of shit.
0: shit, Yeah. I mean we do know that he freaking knowingly slept with women while he had AIDS, so I guess
1: I guess he is a big piece of shit. I guess that
0: still makes him a pretty big piece of shit. Um, and so I guess raping a thirteen year old doesn't go very far from willingly infecting people with AIDS. Or knowingly infecting people with AIDS or HIV or whatever.
1: And man, I was watching I was watching Badlands, mm-hmm. Terrence Malick's Badlands, which is Martin Sheen's I think first starring role. And just watching Martin Sheen in his first role, man, like, man, man, your family's going to get so fucked up, dude. Like, like, yeah. like just watching <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, you're so innocent in this movie. Oh, it's going to be it's gonna get it's so bad. it's just all downhill so, from so there. Solid. I mean he does fine he does well but like your family man it's gonna be fucked up dude
0: dude it's gonna be a train wreck yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a train wreck and you better start taking like heart medication now because your kids well of course i guess emilio estevez really is pretty scandal free of course he hasn't been relevant since like young guns but
1: yeah he's just not like as talented as i think i think charlie sheen was more talented than emilio estevez but yeah charlie sheen now is just kind of like he's just like like a piece of shit
0: like well and it's like you know his freaking talent is 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 mediocre now like he's not super relevant but he's extremely notorious so that keeps him relevant you know kind of like michael jackson who i thought you know like musically his music his his freaking music kind of went downhill um but he stayed extremely relevant because he was always doing crazy shit you know
1: he just put out another album which uh that's pretty yeah. sweet that's impressive for a dead <laughs> man Him, he must mind. have
0: gone to Tupac's recording studio my
1: know man Martin Sheen Martin what's... Sheen's still good though Martin Sheen is still good he's still doing good work so, yeah um,
0: he's, he's seen, still you know. Martin Sheen is still a fantastic actor and, he's still classy and he awesome. always will be <laughs> Um. have you watched the documentary on John Milius yet? Uh, the... is this called Milius? I think so where he interviews yeah, yeah. Charlie Sheen, and he talks about how during um, during Apocalypse Now, how freaking he didn't think uh, he he didn't think what's his name was scared looking enough, but Martin Sheen was scared looking enough, so he put a loaded 45 on the table in front of him when he was trying to do the lines.
1: Yeah that sounds that sounds right that's yeah. right. and then,
0: like if you and like then it cuts to the scene and it actually shows Martin Sheen like acting out that scene and there's like real fear in it and cuz like, and Charlie Sheen's the one telling the story and he's like you got to remember he's like my dad is terrified of guns he hates guns it's like the worst thing you could possibly do it's like snakes or spiders for anybody else and then you know he's doing his, he said he didn't point it at him he just brought out the loaded 45 and stuck it on the table so Martin Sheen could see it while he was doing that line
1: yeah, that sounds right. Plus, um, plus, I'm sure Martin Sheen was drunk as shit, so it's like... <laughs> yeah, drunk, so that's cool, like,
0: too. Like, <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, that made me a really big John Melius fan when I found out, like, how influential he was. And I was always kind of a John Melius fan because mm-hmm. I always liked the Big Lebowski, and I knew that um, John Goodman's character was based on John Melius.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and so I thought, this guy's gotta be awesome. But then, like, watching the documentary... And not only seeing like all the crazy stuff that he did, but the uh, the amount of influence he had on freaking screen the movies and script writing and just you know just cinema in general, I was like, wow, this guy's like should be more of a household name than he is, you know?
1: Yeah, I think he was just a giant asshole though, wasn't he? Though, too, like just like
0: oh yeah,
1: and like a right wing.
0: He's freaking super ultra conservative, which see. While I don't necessarily agree with those political opinions, I do think it's good to present a foil like that. You know what I mean? In in Hollywood where the viewpoint is all pretty much like the left's party line, it's good oh, to yeah. throw somebody in there to be radically opposed to it because you get tension and you get – you know, movies like Red Dawn, for example, was a f- fantastic movie. Um, oh, oh God, maybe, dancing. maybe a <laughs> little bit right wing propaganda. Maybe, <laughs> you know, the Russians, the Russians invade because we haven't freaking put enough into our military. Oh. Uh, maybe just a little, but still an awesome movie. You know. <clears throat>
1: did you ever see that the remake where they changed? They changed the bad guys from like I forget what they did they? They changed the bad guys from like. China to like Korea Mm -hmm. but they did all they did was just change the flags on all the the uniforms Right,
0: (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) Yeah, because in the original it was like the Cubans and the Chinese like it was the Soviets by proxy which is the war we were fighting back then, you know, and then it's kind of like well, at least when the remake came out, freaking us fighting the Soviets wasn't like an issue anymore Now, of course, you could probably make it Russians now and get away with it again, but
1: yeah, it's just like they changed from they changed it from, I was working at Netflix, I mean, I was working at Deluxe at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the, the movie, when I got there, the movie still hadn't come, it was done, and the movie hadn't come out yet, but then once I got there, we got like word, it's like, oh, they're gonna go through and change all of the flags to North Korean flags. I was like, <laughs> that's kind of offensive. Yeah, a little it's bit. Like, it's just like, oh, we're just gonna change the, change the flags, and it'll be fine, because they're all Asian. Yeah. You
0: know, whatever. Like, they all look the same, why not? Which is I a like, little... That's,
1: that's, I was just like, do I have to work on this? Yeah, uh, opt out. And that's this a tough. That's a tough
0: stereotype <laughs> because I've I've had many Asians in my life over the course of mm-hmm. my life, and it's like you know they don't look anything alike really. Like that's kind of a that's kind of a weird stereotype <laughs> because my Chinese friend doesn't look anything like my Korean friend, and my <laughs> Filipino friends don't look anything like either of them. It's kind of like where'd that come from? <clears throat>
1: I will tell you what though if you watch if you watch uh man certain japanese films though the chinese guy is always the bad guy Oh it's yeah like always it's always it's always like chinese are like the other way around it's always like man can you guys get away with that it's a little yeah
0: a little no rough. the japanese as a culture are very uh I don't know if racist is the right word or maybe eth- ethnocentric where you know it's always been beat into them in their culture that japanese people are superior to pretty much everybody else yeah yeah um and it maybe got him maybe got him into a little trouble once (laughs) or twice (laughs) but uh
1: i I mean i get the uh, like period movies like it's like well you can get kind of get away with the period movies because back in the day blah blah. Mm but when you see like a modern one it's like ooh, they're making the chinese oh no don't do that
0: (laughs) yeah come on just once just make somebody else the bad guy but no, you're right. The Ch- the Chinese in the ja- now, of course, they they have a freaking long history of doing really yeah. fucking terrible things to each other. So yeah,
1: yeah. And that's why that's why I'm saying like the once upon a time in China movies. Most of the bad guys are Japanese, right? Which is like kind of you can kind of get because that's back in the day. It's period. So it's like it's a right mm-hmm. and
0: and that was back when the J- japanese were freaking like enslaving all of east china <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah. raping and enslaving everyone
1: but then when you do like a modern like police movie and like the the main bad guys is this, like japanese conspiracy it's like i can't i can't think of a movie i feel like fairly recently i watched like a super modern film and it was like the japanese were behind all these bombings or something i was just like that's who that's, that's...
0: right <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I haven't really watched. I mean, the, the most recent Asian movie I've seen was the one that we watched not too long ago for the podcast, uh, and that was Chinese. What movie was that that we watched? It was good. Breaking news.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant Tail, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was good. And this week we're doing Commando, which we haven't actually <laughs> yes. mentioned at all. Uh, and Commando is Die Hard like in that Die Hard itself was supposed to be a sequel of Commando. You were saying.
1: Yeah, it was, it was rumored for a while. I think I think the writer finally debunked that. Oh, okay, said yeah. that was it really wasn't the case, but it seems it seems kind of an interesting uh, sequel to Commando. Well,
0: and, you know it's <laughs> weird because Commando does have a lot of diehard like elements. You know, they've got his daughter, uh, and they freaking you know he's he's in a situation where he's not physically trapped, but he is physically trapped because they're holding his mm. daughter. You know uh and i would like to say best opening sequence for a bad guy <laughs> ever in commando you know like this guy rolls in just straight up executes a guy taking out his trash next scene he's in a freaking car dealership and he just straight <laughs> up freaking runs over the guy um and, you know, and the best part about it is it's like all a day at the office for this dude, you know, like he so casually runs this guy over and drives his Cadillac out of the, you know, he's like, oh, well, I like Cadillacs. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to try this one. You want to turn it on? You go ahead. He's like, what I really like is the price. And he's just like, bam, runs him over and pulls out into the street. He's like, okay, just another Monday at the office. where this dude <laughs> over. And then he freaking hunts the other guy down and shoots him just full of holes you know like just kills the shit Mm. out of everybody i thought man this is a really good way to establish that this guy is a total badass (laughs) (laughs) i guess
1: excuse me my coughing is gonna
0: be throughout. yeah it'll be fine
1: uh well i I thought you were talking about schwarzenegger's uh intro intro which is probably the second greatest intro ever with uh
0: yeah it is awesome
1: like uh, carrying the tree and feeding the deer with his daughter, and like eating peanut butter sandwiches, and just being lovable.
0: Right. <laughs> and then, well, and then it's got the classic line. And I did not know that Cuba Gooding Jr. made a cameo in this movie. You um, say what? Cuba Gooding Jr. let's see He's the freaking black guy that they leave. Like you know, the the general shows up and says, "Hey, they're out whacking your men." <laughs> that's so that,
1: that's that Cuba Gooding Jr.
0: It's totally Cuba Gooding Jr., man. I mean, no. I, it is, it's got to be. I, I was like, holy crap, that's like Cuba Gooding Jr. And he was like, hey, get downwind of him. And he's like, why? He was like, well, because you're upwind. You can freaking, they, they'll be able to smell you. And he's like, you think they can smell you? He's like, I smell damn. And you're like, oh, damn. <laughs>
1: no, it's, I don't think that's Cuba.
0: Are, are you sure? <laughs> We're gonna have yeah, to look think... up on imdb because i thought i was like that's cuba gooding jr right there
1: I th- I but it gets think
0: wasted like really fast they freaking cut think him think he's up too like young. what's that I think...
1: I think he's too young man
0: he had to be he was so young i mean that's 1985 he was super young but I, 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 come on it's gotta be i looked i, I should have looked this up because i was like oh snap cuba gooding jr fantastic actor he's in that's Commando.
1: We don't need to look anything. We don't look up anything on this
0: thing. No, we yeah. don't actually research exactly. things. We have the Google, but we don't trust the Google.
1: I have Wikipedia up on Commando, but it's not saying anything interesting. Oh, so. uh,
0: right, about Cuba Gooding Jr. being no, it doesn't being, say about the Guy either. assigned to kill him, or you know, and it's got great. i and I remember that from being a kid, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this was, you know, it's got some of the best. Schwarzenegger one liners, like ever. You know, I mean, don't mess with my friend. He's dead tired because I just broke his fucking neck in the air. Like, dead. that's awesome.
1: <laughs> Remember when I told you I'd kill you last?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah you did. I lied. <laughs> yeah, that is just, that yeah. is so great. You know, the first time you saw that, you were like, this is badass. <laughs>
1: What well, then? Radar and Chang goes. What, what happened to what's his nuts? And then he's like, I let him go. I let
0: him go. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That's another. Class. And, she,
1: and, she, and she doesn't question anything. She's like, Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Like no he
0: just, just murdered a man.
1: No follow up to.
0: You know, well, after he had already freaking gotten to a huge gunfight at the mall, like I'm gonna go hang out with this dude. He seems like he's a party. <laughs> yes um yeah no I was sitting here watching it and freaking Patrick immediately from like across the room comes running in he's like are you watching Commando oh my god and then he sat down and watched it he was like this is probably I could do the podcast on this one I know every line in this movie (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, I think this one, like this was like the, the Schwarzenegger I always uh, watched over and over
0: again. Back yeah, the to day. me, this is the like this is Arnold in his prime, you know. Um, and he's made a lot of good movies. He was great in the Terminators. Uh, yes,
1: he's, he's been much better in the other movies. Yes. But, yeah, but this movie is my favorite.
0: Like, yeah, it's like it it it's got all everything that you need from Schwarzenegger, like all rolled up into one. Um, really thin plot. Uh, <laughs> Frickin... I couldn't even.
1: I couldn't even tell you. Like I was trying to figure. I was really paying attention at the beginning because I was confused at why they were killing everybody. But then when they came to Schwarzenegger, they didn't kill him. They wanted him to do a job. And yeah. I just...
0: Okay. So there. You know. And I've always had a problem with that. I paid attention to. And this time, <laughs> it actually makes sense. Okay. They right. were killing everybody to find mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger. They tell him that they say, "We killed your man, and we pretended like this guy was dead." so that the general would get upset and scared and he would come find you. So we we had people tailing the general and then uh, we took them, you know, once we killed those people, he came here and led us to you. Now you are the, um, the commando, you're Schwarzenegger, you're the only person who has enough military know-how to assassinate the frickin' president of whatever South American country the bad guy was from.
1: Uh, okay, 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 I got you. That's yeah, good.
0: so they're actually, that actually, you know, because I yeah. always thought that too. I thought, well, if they're trying to get revenge, why don't they just freaking, you know, waste him and, you know, or like, you know, murder his daughter in front of him and then waste him. But, okay. you know, he tells him that, you know, you're the only one who has like the military know-how and the all, the other thing he says is that the, like the new president trusts him because they made him a national hero
1: that's right because like if they they put him in power somehow or something
0: yeah and and he was part of the operation that took the 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 slimy bad guy out of, he was a dictator mm. and he you know had death squads and stuff which was a thing in el salvador at that time period so that's not yeah. you know so he's the one he him and his elite squad of commandos took that freaking government out of power and the new democratically elected president you know gave him all these awards and medals and made a, made him a national hero of of El Salvador. I don't think it was actually El Salvador, but it was like it was like an undisclosed South American country and he said, you know, you've got enough know-how that they'll let you get close to him, so that's why we're using you.
1: It's actually a fictional country called Valverde. Oh, okay. <laughs> the writer made up and it also shows up in Die Hard 2.
0: No shit. Well, that's kind of uh, cool. The...
1: One one of the generals, the uh, Franco Nero, is from Val as well.
0: So, mm.
1: so there. Mm.
0: Was Cuba Gooding Jr. from Val Verde? I think so.
1: <laughs> the, the Green Valley, is, as they say.
0: Okay, okay. Um, and yeah, like, but like I, cause I, I had always wondered that too. I mean, and now when I first saw it, when I was like nine, I just, you know, who cares about the plot? It's got John, freaking Schwarzenegger just killing a bunch of bad guys. Um, but yeah, no, this time I was actually paying attention when they talked and I went, Oh, Oh yeah. Now it makes <laughs> oh, sense. <yeah. sighs>
1: Commando makes sense.
0: That's a little weird.
1: And then after that, there's no plot basically. Which
0: is, which is right. Amazing. And I'll also have to say, you know, for kids today, they probably don't realize how huge Alyssa Milano was when we were like 12 years old. You know, when this movie came out, I guess we were 11 when this movie came out. And, you know, Alyssa Milano was easily like the freaking heartthrob of every 10 to 13 year old boy back then. You know, you could get posters of her and you know she oh, was I on that freaking who's the boss show but then there was like magazines dedicated to her and oh, yeah, she had like yeah, her own yeah. special i mean she was <laughs> huge back then yeah, she,
1: was, she was my crush <clears throat> yeah she was
0: we amazing. all had a, all of us had a crush yeah. well, but now to be fair we were all 11 years old and she was probably yeah, yes. 14 so it's like not creepy like now it'd be creepy but back then every freaking 10 to 13 year old boy had a huge crush on Alyssa milano
1: yeah, back then we wanted to, like, you know, like take her to, like, some, like, crappy dance. And like, yeah, yeah.
0: And... Take her to the freaking eighth grade farewell, you know. <clears throat> Hold hands at the mall. Yeah,
1: possibly kiss her. But, yeah. But, but just kissing.
0: Yeah, just kissing. You know, because the rest would be, we didn't know what the hell to do. Uh,
1: we didn't know what the rest of it was.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of like, okay, well, we'll figure that out eventually, but not right now because we're going to the farewell with. Alyssa Milano <laughs> um but yeah like it's one of those things that if you watch Commando now and you weren't from the 80s generation you'd just be like oh okay she's a cute little girl but like you gotta remember at the time she was probably one of the biggest child stars in Hollywood yeah
1: I, I'm not sure if it was then or after but it, it's all around the same time yeah she was who's the bossing it up yeah
0: I don't, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if, she, if that was before or after. I think it it had to be during, maybe, or slightly before.
1: Hell yeah, no. Eighty five. When's eighty five? When's when's who's the boss?
0: Yeah, and that's that's a tough call because you know, I mean, I I I want to say that I knew who she was when I saw this movie and was like, oh, sweet, Alyssa Milano's in this. You know,
1: I think I had to be, like go back and be like, oh shit, she's in this and that, and like watch it. Right. Huh.
0: Right. Yeah, so um, <clears throat>
1: but she but she grew up and she's still she's still attractive.
0: She's still very hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, although she's, she's not hot. in a whole lot of stuff.
1: Nah, she's more of an activist now, I think. Cause yeah,
0: you know, like she does pop up every once in a while, but it's not like I, I've seen her pop up um as a, a movie star. You know, very. It seems like it's a lot harder for actresses to stay, you know, relevant and have longevity than it does for actors because I guess because part of it is that youthful hot appeal, uh is yeah. what they're looking for. I mean, some actresses do it really well. Like a, a good example is Christina La- Christina Applegate who you know, yes. was also very huge. Now she's a little bit later. I would say she was like nineteen eighty nine to like nineteen ninety five or so. She was huge and then disappeared altogether and then showed up like ten years later as as an adult, you know, not like the sexy teenager.
1: And and to be fair, I think Alyssa Milano is not as talented as Christina,
0: Christina was, Applegate. Yeah, I think. I didn't so. really help her. Yeah, I, I can I could see that you know because she is a good actress. Sure that good? Right. And
1: Christina <laughs> Applegate's like still. She did like my well, they both did. My name is Earl, which is true. So
0: that's true. The the who, I was you with know, me? the guy who wrote that went to Frostburg State. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's crazy. It's What's his up? stuff is
1: um, his stuff is awesome. I love his shows.
0: Yes, he's a fantastic writer.
1: Because he did Raising Hope too, which is I love that show.
0: Yeah, um, and but like the funny thing is, is in My Name Is Earl and it's just you know something something that somebody from Frostburg will, will really appreciate, but nobody else will is the bar that they go to in the show, the Crab Shack. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is identical to the Repub in Frostburg. Like it's crazy how. much it looks exactly like this bar in frostburg i mean exactly it's exactly that bar it's nuts um and again (laughs) you know somebody who's from frostburg would pick that out right away and whenever the show was on that was like always the talking point was like man didn't they freaking nail like what the repub looks like like perfectly and it's like yeah dude it's exactly the freaking repub
1: i think i had been that place like twice
0: yeah yeah (laughs) Um, and I, I had a brief time where I went there all the time because they had dime drafts and I was a drunk, so, <laughs> you mean, know. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. and that's something else that we've got to touch on with the podcast is your intro is awesome. I think it's, it, it definitely, now is that, the, oh, is that the I trailer or is that the first few minutes of the film?
1: That's like the, that's like the opening of the movie. Yeah
0: okay because yeah because from watching it i like at first i was like oh this is a trailer and then i was like no i think this is the script like you know like i started recognizing things Mm -hmm. from whenever i read the script and i was like man this looks i mean it definitely made me want to see more so that's good you know it's (laughs) definitely got a good hook in it you know
1: yeah yeah i think like i think i told you and a few other people i've shared it too i was like yeah i think we're finally figuring out what movie we were making (laughs) nice yeah (laughs) after we edited most of the movie we're like let's go back to the beginning now because i think we know what we're doing now kind of
0: right well and it's like um you know i'm doing this helping shifty with that class Mm -hmm. and um we were doing we shot a we shot a like a 30 second clip of video the other Mm -hmm. day and you know and And it was a fricking struggle the whole time. Right. And, and she was like, I don't get it, man. She's like, it's just everything about this is fricking is a struggle. And every little scene that we shoot is hard and, and and has problems. And it's just so frustrating. And I was like, well, welcome (laughs) to filmmaking. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to have to sit you down with my friend Trevor and have him tell you about filmmaking and how it's pretty much a war the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I'm not sure why anybody ever does it. Right. <laughs> I why, why,
0: yeah, you I'm know. I'm like, like <clears throat> I'm
1: not sure why anybody ever does it ever, but like.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I was kind of like, look, on I hate to be the one to tell you about this, <laughs> but if you're gonna take anything away from this, it is that making yeah. videos and movies is always a struggle, and and if you're not willing to think outside right. of the box, then you're gonna have real problems, like in this field, you know.
1: Well, it's like, yeah, it's like when we did our movie, like, <laughs> by, like, day two, we figured out that our sound person was not quite right, and our AD was terrible, and we're just, like, <laughs> at each other and be like, I think we just, we have to keep going. <laughs> like, I yeah, just, yeah, just you know, like, everything.
0: because the only, there's only two options, is, is, like, freaking work through whatever problems you have, or completely fail, and... You know, yeah, so like we, me and her, we cobbled this video together, and it's it's actually really hilarious. We're supposed to be fishing, right? But it's the middle of a rainstorm; yeah. the only day we have to film. So I just got <laughs> waders out, and we like went to the nearest creek and stuck the canoe in the creek. It's like a two-inch deep creek, and I'm like I'm like simulating. I tied a rock to I tied a rock to the fishing uh. Like the end of the fishing line so it looked like i had a fish on the end of it and then and then for a fish we just got a wind up dory doll <laughs> like a little wind up dory toy right. yeah. and she was like well i said that there'd be a fish i was like you're just like the whole assignment was she had to make storyboards and then make a 30 second clip based on the storyboards and I was like the uh. the storyboard just says there's a fish in the net it don't say it's a live fish it don't say that <laughs> you know that it's not a freaking wind up dory toy it just says fish so we're good <laughs> mm-hmm um but yeah no it was like i thought i just thought it was funny that she you know was like well this this seems like it's always a struggle and i'm like that's the whole if you take anything away from this that's what you want to take away from it is that it's a struggle (laughs)
1: maybe you gotta think long and hard if you really want to do this yeah yeah exactly and and most of the time you'll be like why am I doing this? But most of the time, you just keep working. For yeah, you keep reason. working
0: through it, and then if eventually, you know, eventually you worked everything out, and you get a movie, and then then it's awesome, and you you forget about all the freaking horrible, awful things you had to go through to produce that, you know?
1: I mean, most of the time, the worst experiences you have make the better movies. So like, I'm always worried when like on sets, like everybody has a good time, and like nobody like flips out. I'm always like are we making a good enough movie then? Yeah.
0: Like yeah, nobody, yeah.
1: Nobody's punching each other.
0: Right. And I mean, like, look at, look at the, what's that movie, The Heart of Darkness, about when they were filming Apocalypse Mal. I mean, look at that freaking,
1: Exactly. Craziness. <laughs>
0: and, you know, and then, but it produced an amazing freaking film, you know, like an iconic film. So, you know yeah it was definitely all worth yeah. it i mean i guarantee a while francis ford coppola was making that and somebody asked him if he was worth it he'd have to think long and hard about whether it was but then you know <laughs> right now that he's francis ford coppola and everything because he did that now he's got to think that it was worth it you know
1: so the famous picture of him with the gun to his head was during apocalypse now yeah
0: where
1: he's like holding the gun to his head I was like, that's apocalypse now right <laughs> right, right. That right.
0: yeah <laughs> he's literally about to kill himself um but yeah it's not good to watch that movie and,
1: before you start making a movie maybe, maybe watch that like way before you make a movie yeah
0: yeah I like when you, you think hey maybe i'd like to watch a movie and if you're like okay well watch hearts of darkness first because you need to know <laughs> what goes into making a good film and how much of your soul it's gonna take
1: See, that should, that should be like intro intro class, right? Intro right. film class. Just show that movie and be like, all right, who's in? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah this is what you're going to – this is not a joke. This is not an exaggeration. This, this is, is the shit that you're going to have to go through. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and you probably won't make the, the the movie that's like a third as good as this. And you right. Still have to go through <laughs> right. The, <same>. the movie
0: <laughs> you make is probably not even going to be able to be in the same room as Apocalypse now. But you're still gonna have to go through yes. all the bullshit.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then that just—I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure every film director in the history, you know, since freaking film was invented, has said that that's yeah. a thing, you know.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Ah, oh, but. Also yeah. wanna talk about your your book. Being My on book Amazon? is
0: now out on Amazon. It's called Somewhere Between Spontaneous Combustion and Naked Ladies. Uh and it's actually selling it your name? What's that? Aaron Sellers. I, I wrote wrote It's it under, it under your name? It's under Aaron Sellers. Oh okay. Yeah, I used a pen uh, okay. name. Um and it's kinda of one it's weird. it's not like it's, it's not like I'm trying to not use my name. Like, everybody says that. Like, they're like, well, why didn't you just use your name? And I'm like, well, my last name is Whole Wager, which if you just read it on the page, nobody ever gets it right. And nobody oh, ever oh, wow. remembers it, you know? And so it's like, well, I'll just use a pen name of a name that's really simple, easy to pronounce, and easy to remember. Um, because okay. I'm not I'm not super worried about, like, oh, everybody knows Tim Whole Wager wrote a book. I just wanted to put it out, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I
0: found it now. Yeah, but uh, those are all. It's a collection of short stories. It's it's weird. There's kind of a weird story with it. Uh, around 2000 or 2001, when I was going to school, uh, I was going to do the per, the Kevin Smith thing and use my um student loan money to self-publish this book of short stories that I had written, and mm-hmm. I got as far as having it like copy edited and. Um, I I even got like I even got it copyrighted in like an ISBN number assigned to it like I got everywhere up to the point where I was able to self publish the book but then whenever I got in touch with like the vanity vanity publishing house that I was going to use they like raised their rates a lot and it was going to be like three grand to publish it when I thought it was going to be eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. um, so I ended up not being able to afford it and just going to college instead <laughs> um, and then. Uh, my roommate back then, it was all, like, the book was all laid out and done on his computer. And my roommate back then, like mm. abruptly moved away or I abruptly moved away. And, you know, when I came back, he was like, oh, that computer break, broke down. I gave it to my brother. And I was like, oh my God, it's got my book and a bunch of my <laughs> stories on it. Uh, and he was like, yeah, it's in my brother's. Don't worry about it. And then 15 years goes by <laughs> uh, and I was then at his brother's house about a year ago. And he was like, Hey, I forgot. <laughs> I found this hard drive and it's got all of your writings and stuff on it. And so then, you know, I, I had this book that was all laid out from freaking 2000 mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, it's real easy to publish it on Amazon now. So I was like, well, why not? You know, I mean, that was a dream I had back then. Might as well do it. You know,
1: Now I'm looking at, I'm looking at it now. What if, uh, the cover art. What's who's that from?
0: Fiverr.com. Um, and there is a website, and you may actually be able to use them too. Uh, it's called Fiverr.com, and it basically takes advantage of the fact that the American dollar is strong everywhere. And like, the 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 pitch is, you know, you can get whatever you need done, um, for five dollars. Uh, uh, okay. now it's not quite that uh like that extreme. Um, but yeah, you know, you type in somebody that there's a book to cover design and it is so cheap that I was able to hire five different artists around the world to do the cover. And that was the best one. Um, now it did cost Mm -hmm. like basically for $5, they'll write, they'll draw you like a rough sketch of what your cover is going to be. Um, and if you like it, then you move forward. I I think it cost me about a hundred dollars total to get done, but, um, but still, you know, it looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the second page and it says, yeah, cover our work by
0: some, some dude. Yeah, Adrian Doan Kim.
1: Yeah. That sounds made up too.
0: And it could be. It very <laughs> well could be. But I mean, like, I asked the guy, uh, I asked the guy who, like, you know, who freaking um, was, like, what his real name was. I said, like, I'm going to go ahead and give you credit because this, this cover's phenomenal. I would feel weird not giving you credit for it. And he, yeah. was like, uh, he was like, yeah, this is my real name. I, I probably actually should have put his Fiverr ad- address in there. And, and whenever I update that book, I will, like, I'll put his real name and then put, like, a link to his Fiverr address so that if somebody else wants to hire him. Um, but, like, it was weird. Hands down, I hired four artists and hands down his was the most, like, eye-catching and kind of captured the spirit of the book best, you know?
1: Yeah. It's a cool cover for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, which, and like, you know, if you look on the, about the author page, um, Mm. the picture on that page is actually the original cover from the book in 2000. Um, and Mm. that's a girl who I used to hang out with. Who's a pretty talented artist. Um, and I was just going to go with that for the new one. But then like when I was reading about online eBooks and all that, it said, you know, your thumbnail is like, all important it's got to be a you know something that works as a thumbnail catchy and the the design that she drew just doesn't read well as a thumbnail at all so Mm. um so but but what's that
1: so if i order this as a paperback i get one in like in like a day
0: yeah in like two days like whatever you know, whatever prime normally takes. I mean, if you're in Los Angeles, so probably in a day, probably in 24 hours. You know, like in Hagerstown, it takes mm. two days. But uh, I would say if you ordered a paperback, you'd have it within 24 hours.
1: Now, now are they already made?
0: No, it's that's print on demand, and that's why um that's okay. why Amazon is able to do that, uh, and and why it's so simple to publish is you know it's not like they're in a warehouse somewhere when you order that, they have a freaking, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a big machine that will just immediately print that book, you know, and they they literally have probably have 15,000 books that this one machine will do. So it's not like it's taking up warehouse space. It's not like it's costing them money in paper and printing. Um, you know, the only time they print a book is when someone orders it. Um, and that's why they're basically like, yeah, you know, upload, you know upload us a manuscript and all the files in the correct order and as long as you do that we'll take you know we'll print it for whoever and you get i think i get maybe 60 60 percent of it and then they get the other 40 percent
1: nice okay cool
0: so yeah <clears throat> everybody should go
1: buy that at amazon because yep. I'm, I'm i need to i didn't check my credit card but i'm about to i'm about to buy one too if nice i was looking for it the other day and i just i just never got into right asking you what to of what it was, because I was right. and the, like, and like I just
0: tell people, I say, look, look up Aaron Sellers on um on Amazon, it's yeah. the first hit, you know, and be- like actually before I published it, I went and did an extensive Google search for Aaron Sellers, and there's nobody <laughs> like famous or I you mean. know like I'm not infringing. I'm I'm sure there's probably someone named Aaron Sellers out there who's like, what the hell? Sure. But I mean, like it's such a common name, it's like I figured it would be good for uh you know mm. good to use as a pen name.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Cool.
0: Um, so yeah, and then uh, today, today, and tomorrow, I'm gonna be working on the novel that I wrote back then, because I also have a novel that's, it, it's completely finished and it's been o- like I've been over it once or twice and like fixed mm-hmm. the major plot holes. Um, but there's just a couple more things I want to put in it, and then um, I'm like I, I hired somebody or I hire somebody from that Fiverr.com to um, edit it. Yeah. Uh, and and that's the cool thing about this Fiverr.com is, if you need something done that can be done online, uh, you can find somebody who's going to do it. You know.
1: Can we get them to sponsor us? <laughs> yeah, seriously,
0: <laughs> seriously, we could we could do ads We're for this ads for this place.
1: I'll check it out because I'm looking at it now. And, yeah. It
0: yeah, and it's like Fiverr mm-hmm. with two R's yeah yeah um and you like you know like anything that you want done there's somebody who will do it and if you do a little bit of research on the people you know it, it's one of those kind of like an ebay system is you know if if they're terrible you'll see a bunch of terrible reviews but if they're good <laughs> you'll see a bunch of good reviews you know
1: cool awesome
0: yeah so that's fantastic um and
1: i ever think of getting those uh i have to check them out but you ever think of teaming up with shifty to do film any of those shorts any um
0: short you play? know i i have and i have another friend um her name's cricket and mm. you would love you would love cricket she's like a true original um mm. <laughs> you know like like the other day i text cricket and said um me and shifty are drinking together and shifty said that it was a bad idea for me to drunk text you and she wrote back if you stop drunk testing me i'm going to poke out my eyes and wander the desert for 40 days <laughs> it's like <laughs> what <laughs> you know um but yeah no she's she's just an awesome person who like is one of those people that's fun to be around because you never know what she's going to say or do you know and, i mean mm-hmm. it's never too extreme but she does get pretty far out there but anyway Um, she's read my plays and she really wants to, um, she really wants to voice act, uh, the parts. And she was saying that maybe she would, she's from, she's from Pittsburgh, lived in Baltimore where I met her and now she lives in Phoenix, but she's talking about how, when she goes back to Pittsburgh to visit her family, that she wanted to meet up and do like a voice recording of the play. And I'm like, okay. Um, and Shifty adores her, so I'm sure the two of them will do it, which is the big problem. I can find some other dudes to voice act for me, you know?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be cool to kind of like do like a reading of it, but like an audio type of reading. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and that's not a bad idea either. And I thought about that how, uh, you know, because I can upload audiobooks onto there too. And I thought about that, how maybe mm-hmm. I would get Shifty and we would read out a couple of the short stories and then eventually offer it as an audio book too, you know? Yeah. Um. And how are you? How are we going to be able to see your movie once it's done? Are you gonna give it out for free? Or are you gonna enter it into the film festivals?
1: Uh, hopefully festivals, and hopefully it just becomes big. You know.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or hopefully somebody watches it and likes it. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm working on a sequel now. I've been writing like a, uh, like a like an outline for like a sequel. So. I, Sweet. I kind of want to keep the momentum going, and hopefully get that going or something yeah well i like, mean i time really like um,
0: your actresses in it are fantastic um like yeah, I, everybody's I, really good i was impressed i was impressed with that the acting in it immediately like i was like wow these guys are really good
1: the meditation teacher is from uh Frostburg. oh yeah he's he's a he's a friend of shane's
0: oh, okay nice yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah he's he just moved out here and i was looking for a guy who could who would take off his clothes and you know, acting speed up, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do that."
0: Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> that's uh-huh. Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah, so he's from he's from our area, right? Cool. From
0: back home, as it is. You actually yeah. did you see um, freaking what was it? Uh, William Macy was on some talk show. They were freaking out about it on Facebook, but he was on some talk show like Letterman or something of that ilk, and they were like, "Well, what are you shooting?" He's like, "Well, I'm not really shooting right now. I have to go back to Cumberland to visit my parents." It was like, yeah! <laughs> Macy giving it up for the hometown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, line. that's cool. We we are from a town in the middle of nowhere in Western Maryland that has produced some great actors. Uh, probably William Macy. And then Eddie Deason. Eddie Deason. I'm a big Eddie Deason fan. And I don't know if I'm a big fan of his because he's hilarious or because he's from Cumberland. Maybe both. But yeah. Uh, he's like down
1: this down the street from, or used to be down the street from Pat, right?
0: Oh, I mean, I could, his parents, his parents' house, I could hit with an acorn right now.
1: That's right, that's right, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, yeah they're, so.
0: they're, his, his parents live directly next to where I'm doing this podcast from. Um, and, you know, and I, I didn't know this, Pat was telling me this, that he's actually been a working actor for the last 30 years. He just doesn't do uh, on screen, he just does cartoons and he's been a voice actor for all this time
1: yeah he does a lot of voices. I remember seeing and a few years, years ago, I remember him doing a oh man what voice did he do? It was something kinda big of a mm-hmm. cartoon, but but yeah
0: yeah because um, I was like, yeah, he was great, I loved his movies in the eighties, like he'd do those cheesy b movies where he was the the nerd he was always the nerd, you know, and of course he was in Greece, but um, I said, yeah, it sucks that his career kind of went downhill, and Pat was like, no, he's you know he's been a working actor ever since then. It's not like he stopped working. He just stopped working on camera and he does most of his work, his voice work that's well, good on him, you know,
1: yeah, I mean it's gotta be easy, well not easy, but it's gotta
0: be nice, yeah, I mean, a gig's a gig, you know <laughs> if there's a paycheck i'm down i'm cool yeah that's cool <laughs> for him, you know, yeah, so um cool, well, we're almost at an hour
1: today it makes up for the last month so there you go yeah so in order
0: order to make up for the fact (laughs) that we have not done this in a long time we will do the extended version um do you have any ideas for what you want to do what movie you want to do next i mean there's there's so much going on in hollywood right now it's kind of hard to focus on an an actual movie but we did get our harvey weinstein charlie sheen um kevin spacey ramped on it just kills me with kevin spacey because like He's just such a good actor you know <laughs> um and
1: apparently that was apparently it's been known too for a while that he's he's a piece of shit and I was like,
0: yeah and that he's a terrible yeah. person yeah and um like again on reddit uh on reddit when that story broke somebody published it. a list of all the times that people on reddit had said like you know kevin spacey's a freaking piece of shit molester uh, and, you know, and it was just the d- d- documented case after. And it wasn't really documented. Like all of them were like anonymous threads where like, Long. you know, it, the the question was like when him, you had an encounter with a celebrity and they were terrible, you know, and actually Michael <laughs> Jordan's the, the top one on the list. I guess he's a really I guess he's a real frickin class think act just, but i think he's just a dick yeah like he's just and that's I'm all his complaints people. were was that he was he's just a dick to people and treats everybody like they're beneath him um but right. kevin spacey was like really high up there like one guy was talking about how you know he like delivered a pizza to his house and and freaking kevin <laughs> spacey kept trying to suck his dick and he's like look man i'm just a <laughs> domino's guy you know <laughs> i <don't> know. <laughs>
1: I don't mean to discredit the pizza guy, but I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, and again, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. But freaking I, – now, I do enjoy the meme that's come out where – have you seen that? It's been all over the internet where it's like, no. you know, it'll have Hitler. And he'll be like, yeah, I gas the Jews. But from now on, I'd like to come out and live as a gay man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <That's awful. laughs> Um, and yeah, like there's all these freaking memes out there now of of like people doing horrible things, but they excuse it by saying, "Oh, but now I'm going to come out and live as a gay man." And even and even went so far as whenever um you know George Takai was just accused of like groping somebody back in the '80s, yeah. Um, and somebody hacked his Twitter and it said, "Yeah, I groped somebody back in the '80s, but now I think I'd like to tell the world that I'm going to come out and live as a straight man." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's because yeah, like just in case anybody who doesn't, the five people listening to us didn't know, Spacey came out and basically said to deflect was basically like, I'm gonna come out as gay now, right? Because I instead of dealing with the fact that he's he's been. Touching, touching dudes for a long time. Right. Now.
0: Well, you know, and I think uh, out of all of them, Louis C.K. is the smartest one, PR wise, where he was like, Yeah, I did it. I'm a sick man. I'm fucked up in the head, and I'm sorry that I molested or jerked off in front of these women. You know, like, I mean, like, as far as saving your career, that's like the best move he could have made, I think.
1: I mean, I think the letter was quite shitty, but it was a. It was a better attempt than most, but yeah, I think and great. I mean,
0: it was quite shitty. And he, it's not, it's like, oh, okay, well, now that you've admitted it, we're all gonna forgive you, because that's not how that works. I mean, it's still really disgusting and awful. Um, that's but a- I, I think as far as careers go, he may actually come out ahead in that one in the long run. Like, he's gonna, oh well, I've been going to not jerk off in front of women classes lately. You know, um, I got a little freaking got a little, little like post-it note on my wrist here that says, don't jerk off in front of women. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he's going to say he's going through all this stuff and he's better now and he's going to have a comedy special like four years from now where he comes out and yeah. makes fun of it. And then everybody's going to think it's okay.
1: Well, it's like with, uh, yeah, I remember listening to another podcast. They were talking about Harvey Weinstein and how people... And Hollywood love the comeback stories and basically mentioned Mel Gibson who's coming out with fucking Daddy's Home too. and yeah. he was a piece of shit two years ago, you know what I mean? Like And Mel Gibson's out of the-
0: awful. He freaking is on tape. He yeah, is on tape wishing that his wife be <laughs> raped by black men. Like you can't yeah, get much worse than that. <laughs>
1: I'm using very foul language too. Yeah, I mean,
0: and like things. I'm I'm putting it mildly because I'm not going to say the things I'm not going to I'm not going to say the things that Mel Gibson said when I'm conscious that I'm being recorded. You can forget about it. Even if I'm not being recorded, I'm going to be yeah. leery on saying repeating what he said. <laughs> you know,
1: and like he's going to be in uh, Days Home too, coming out like next week. and it's like, true, it's it's true. All,
0: and, and and I mean, and that's good. just the the. the big like that's just the most recent thing in a long list of despicable things that mel gibson's done um and you're right you know and and like basically i saw an interview where he was like look get over it like that was a bad time in my life i'm past it you guys should all get past it too and it's like well (laughs)
1: eh,
0: you know um And like I mean,
1: now should, to be. It's like, well, maybe you should get over your hatred of Jewish people then. Cause you've been hating Jewish people for a for while. a long you,
0: time. Yeah. Maybe you should get over
1: that before we get over your. The fact that you're right. An
0: asshole. <laughs> right. Um, yeah.
1: And, for a while. Like maybe you should get over that. Yeah. Like,
0: maybe you should stop with the anti-Semitism, <laughs> Cause he definitely. And like, and to be fair. And I said that when the tapes came out is that, you know, freaking people who were otherwise normal, decent people do say some crazy shit when they're fighting with their lovers. Like, you know,
1: or or when you're drunk, like he was drunk too. Yeah.
0: So like when you're drunk and you're mad at your wife, you're not going to be at your finest point, but there is still a line.
1: (laughs) I don't think I've ever told my wife that she, I hope she gets raped by people like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's true. (laughs) I mean, I, and you know, and it's like, I've been mad at some of my girlfriends before. But it was, it was, you know, like more like I hope somebody finally shuts you and your sassy mouth down. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Excuse me. Ugh. On that note. On that note. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, like it, you know, Mel Gibson's so bad that you can't even really describe what he said.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's terrible. And he's got a movie coming out this week, It's and it's crazy.
0: Yeah, and and you know, and Hollywood is completely, or, or look at like Roman Polanski, you know? I mean, like, it, of course now, even, even the girl that he molested is like, look, it's done, it's over, leave it alone, you know?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if Polanski's made a good movie in a while, a relevant movie in a while, though. Right,
0: and that's true. His movies have pretty much sucked.
1: And Woody Allen hit the. God, his movies have been. Oh man, pre- Soon Yi was pre- like uh, Yoko
0: Ono for him. Because, <laughs> he was the worst. Because his, you know, and, and and that sucks because that's somebody who I just, you know, in his prime that you can't get much. In my opinion, you can't get much better than, like, yeah. say Manhattan or freaking Annie Hall or Stardust Memories or like any of that period. Um, yeah. But it's just like he's been. Of course, the guy's got to be like in his 90s, right? I mean.
1: Yeah, like at this point, like and it looks like he could give a shit about making movies. He's just making them. I don't understand. Right. Like,
0: like, it's one of those things where he's probably like, I don't really want to make one. And they're like, we'll give you $4 million. And he's like, all right, let me I'm freaking gonna... just rehash something that I've done a million times. Because
1: <laughs> his TV show was terrible. And, like, he even oh, said that. And then, like, it was awful. In Cafe Society, I watched like 20 minutes of that. I was like, I don't know why I'm watching this. this is yeah, terrible. I couldn't
0: finish that. Now, it is funny that he fired Bruce Willis from that movie. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, but then he replaces him with Stephen Colbert. Like, what? Or not Colbert. Uh, Steve Carell. I always get them... I was like, well, if you can
1: get Steve Carell, why didn't you just have Steve Carell? Carell like, yeah, yeah,
0: he's good, you know. And then it was like, oh, because the movie was dumb. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, no, right. the movie, the movie with um Owen Wilson where he goes back in time to the twenties, like that was okay. You know, he oh, goes, yeah, and hangs a... out with the Lost yeah. Generation at night.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one was that was his last really good one, I think.
0: Yeah, and like I mean, and I didn't think it was like great, but at least I could finish it. You know what I mean? At yeah. least I wasn't like I don't care. I'm turning it off. Like at least I wanted to watch that one through to the end.
1: Yeah, I thought that one, was, that one was pretty fun. And I think that's based on, like, a short story of his, too, I think.
0: Really? See, I, I kind of like to read some of his short fiction, because, like, I read Side Effects, which he wrote, like, in the 70s or 80s, and thought that that was really good. And um, somebody on Reddit, I was having a discussion on Reddit about it, and somebody said, oh, well, he's written a bunch of short stories then, mm-hmm. but they've yeah. only ever been published in The New Yorker. They've never been, like, like in a compilation like he used to. Or, like, Side never- Effects.
1: No, there's a few because I listened to... he actually reads the audio books. Oh, really? Because I, I listened to Horse Feathers I think
0: is his. Okay, Without Feathers. Is an... Without but, Feathers. Yeah. But that's another, old, that's another old book.
1: And He did some he did one fairly recently too. I had like two or three collections.
0: Alright, well, I'll have to look that up. Um, Because it's one of those things that you know, I mean you remember me in the 90s I was a freaking Woody Allen fanatic and then he started mm-hmm. making crappy movies and I kind of like lost interest in him um but it's one of those things that like i was such a fanatic back then that like i would say like every four or five years or so i'll be like well let me see what he's up to since then and i'll freaking rent a bunch of his movies and go Mm -hmm. "Eh."
1: (laughs) he's had like one every few years but just this these past few years have been pretty pretty dire
0: yeah lackluster
1: I think Matchpoint was his other good one that came out before Midnight in Paris.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was okay. But, I mean, you know, Scarlett Johansson's one of those actresses that you could just put her in a freaking room with, like, you know, a movie that has, like, no dialogue, no plot, no action. It's just, like, Scarlett Johansson hanging out. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll watch this for an hour and a half, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: But then she he was she was in like two other movies of his and they were terrible so. You
0: know. Yeah, what was she in? She was she actually played herself. She was like two characters in Christina Barcelona or whatever.
1: Oh, that was another good one. That was a really good one. Yeah, yeah, and I, so I, I kind of like that
0: one. one. I just liked it whenever the dude was like, "Hey, the two of you should come back to my house. We'll <laughs> yeah. drink some wine, maybe listen and to some it. music, have a threesome." You know, like he just like slips it right in there, like it's just no big deal. <laughs>
1: I think he even goes, oh, you should fly back on my plane. And uh, (laughs) I was like, I'll sleep with you. God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Why not, man? It sounds like a good time.
1: (laughs) Have you ever brought down? Hey, that's fine.
0: So cool. Um, I I don't, (laughs) I don't know. What should we do for next week? I mean, like, I felt like, I felt like we had gotten almost to 30 episodes and not done Schwarzenegger. So we had to put him in there. Um, I mean, he's got,
1: he's got others that are more diehardy, but I mean, yeah. Um, who else haven't we done? Are we haven't, have we done a Stallone? We haven't done a Stallone yet, have we?
0: We have not. We have not done any Stallone and we have quite a few good movies from Stallone to do.
1: I mean, he's, he, him and Schwarzenegger were in Escape Plan, which is kind of supposedly diehardy. So.
0: Right? We could maybe, I've never seen that actually, I don't think.
1: Nah, but it's like breaking out of prison or something, which.
0: look, <laughs> like, I was going to say we should do First Blood, but like, honestly, First Blood's almost too good of a movie for the podcast. You know what I mean? Because oh, like, like, it's like we like the cheesy action movies and, and like the original First Blood is is not so much of an action movie as it, it is like a psychological drama about being, you know, about being a Vietnam vet and freaking losing your shit. Now, Rambo, bring it on, you know, I mean, Rambo is like the quintessential Stallone just going yeah. around kicking the bad guys ass, ass and there's no... Yeah,
1: yeah, I think First Blood is like very diehardy either, but and also First Blood is like just a phenomenal film in general. Oh,
0: it's I mean, so fantastic. I mean, I'm not trying to say it's not a good movie. I'm I'm trying to say it's almost too good of a movie. Yeah, it's just you know, <laughs> um because it's got so many psychological implications, there's so many overtones and subtleties to it.
1: I think it... I watched it I watched it fairly recently and I realized that only like one person dies—the guy that yeah. falls out of the, the, the air helicopter. Helicopter,
0: like, oh, yeah.
1: And this movie's a, a great, great film. It's just like in general, it's just like good, great film.
0: Right, right, and it, you know, and that's what I'm saying is like we, like we yeah. could go to Rambo, you know, First Blood Part Two because it's dumbed down. You know, I mean, the Russians are bad guys; he stops them. Uh, you know, but like First yeah. Blood is like gets into you know, all the psychological things and. You know how he's—he freaking served his country. He's being mistreated by the man. You know. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. He's like they—they they drive him out of town. Literally drive him out of town. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all he's trying to do is just freaking find some peace. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, let's do escape plan. Why not? All I mean, right, Cool. I'm, and we'll do that next week. And we hopefully will be back next week.
1: <laughs> more <laughs> more on schedule.
0: Yeah. And um, hopefully we won't miss a month like we did this time. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.
1: Bye.